Man, is this just um, crazy or what? You don't need me to tell you how upside down, how inverted our lives have become. Um, Every one of us is trying to figure out what's real and what's not. We're trying to make good decisions for the health of ourselves and for our families and all the people that we live with and we work with. And while we're trying to do that, people are flying past us with lifetime supplies of toilet paper. And while we're trying to figure out what toilet paper has to do with any or uh, any part of this craziness at all, <laughs> last week there were kids in school selling hand sanitizer shots. Things have gone crazy, and we're trying to figure out how we manage all of this. <clears throat> we hear and we see that kind of crazy stuff and we think, you know what? There's really uh, nothing to this. We're blowing this way out of proportion. But then really serious decisions are being made. Uh, the NBA has suspended its season. The NH- NHL uh, and MLS have suspended their seasons. The start of Major League Baseball has been delayed. Uh, March Madness, which is the uh, collegiate basketball uh, championship tournament, has been canceled. And even the Boston Marathon has been uh, postponed. Whole school districts have closed schools for uh, a minimum of two weeks, and for some, it's more than a month. You know, we, we think about all that stuff, and then we hear that governors in some states are asking churches to not meet for weeks. And in a couple of states, if you are in a gathering of more than 100 people, it's illegal. Those gatherings are banned. Banned. That's how crazy and upside down our world has become if i were if all i were to do is to just tell you what's been closed what's been postponed what's been suspended and what's been canceled if i were to tell you that millions millions of people are not going to work not going to school uh, and shelves are empty in stores everywhere but i didn't tell you why but just ask you, what do you think happened? Another terrorist attack bigger than 9-11? North Korea finally decided to make good on its threats? Tom Brady signed with the 49ers? I mean, is that kind of where we're going with all of this? Is that the perspective for what we have here? So many of us are struggling uh, and trying to figure out if the cause warrants this kind of response. And that's the rub where all of us happen to be. We, it, it's easy to see uh, an attack of some sort. It's hard to see germs. And so that's the struggle uh, that we're all uh, going through. The majority of us understand what it means to keep ourselves healthy and uh, stay away when we're sick. We get all of that. Long before the coronavirus came out, we know how to practice cough etiquette. Uh, We know how to not shake hands or avoid those kinds of things. And everybody's doing fist bumps or elbows or all that kind of stuff. Uh, We stay home when we're sick. And and we even, when when we walk into Home Depot or grocery stores, we're we're wiping the the handles of the grocery carts with uh, 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 wipes that the stores themselves are providing. We know how to do that kind of stuff. But this, 
this is different. This is changing everything that we do. When uh, we announced uh, that we were just going to have an online service, uh, we were all struggling. And, and I said with that we were all struggling uh, to balance fear with facts and being anxious with being calm. That's the perspective there. It's, it really is a challenge. Uh, I want uh, uh, every one of us to be encouraged today. I want to encourage you to remember everything that God's done and is doing. Notwithstanding the disruption of our lives, there's so much good that's still there and that we can be a part of. Uh, I want you to remember how many times God has taken care of you, taking care of your family, taking care of our communities, taking care of our country. He's done it before and he's going to do it again. When we're afraid, when we're worrying, when we don't understand what's happening or why, it's important to remember what God has said and what he's done. Jesus wants us to remember those things. He wants us to remember the goodness and the faithfulness of God. He wants us to remember that our fears and our worries can be wiped away by remembering that he loves us and that he cares for us. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said this, This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't make or work. Uh, They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? And what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I recently read a preacher, uh, a sermon on a preacher by Jeremy uh, McKean. He was talking about this very verse, and he recalled uh, uh, the, the illustration of another old Scottish preacher who used the metaphor of a painting to talk about the foreground and the background of our lives. The foreground of our lives is everything that you and I can see, everything that's right before us, and sometimes the things that are right on top of us. That's the foreground. The background, well, those are the unseen things, the spiritual aspects of God and how he uh, cares for us and watches out for us and protects us. Sometimes the things that we know about and so many more times the things that we don't know. 
the foreground of our lives right now? Well, that's the virus. It's, it, it consumes everything right now. It's canceling events, closing our schools, emptying our shelves, and really there's nothing, there's no conversation that people can have that won't include this virus. The background, God was there before, and he'll be there again. You can't separate the physical and the spiritual parts of our lives. Just like the painting, everything's contained inside it, so too are our lives. This foreground and background of everything that is a part of you and me. And it's because of the background of God in our lives, the God who loves, the God who cares, the God who protects, that you and I can not only be encouraged, but we can encourage others today. I don't want you and I to look upon the foreground of our lives, this virus, as a burden. Rather, I want you and I to look upon it as as an opportunity to literally change the foreground of our lives and those who are around us. I want you to take this opportunity to say no more fear in the foreground of our lives And I want to encourage you to do just some simple things this week. Some simple things that we can do to change this foreground. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to add worship to the foreground of your life. Worship. We worship God for all that he's done. I want to remind you this great world that we really do live in. Right now we're complaining and we're frustrated and we don't understand, but we have so many good things to thank God for. Have any one of us forgotten what a great country we live in? Regarding this virus, does anyone have any idea how many people are working right now to keep us safe and make us safe? There are so many people that are doing this right now. Jesus said, I don't want you to worry. He talks about how God cares for the birds and the flowers and yet cares so much more for you and for me. In the midst of the virus danger, God has provided so many with intelligence and ability. Doctors and nurses with the ability to care for us and scientists to figure out uh, how they can make us safe. In the midst of uh, this, all this virus uncertainty, God's given courage to leaders <clears throat> in government and education and business to make some really difficult decisions, notwithstanding uh, whether we get it or understand it. They're doing that. In the midst of all this uh, virus confusion, God's given so many people common sense to just take a deep breath and say, listen, we've had difficult times before, and this, is, this may be hard. It may not be as hard as we're going to think, and we're going to get through this just like we've gotten through other difficult things. And lastly, in the midst of this virus disconnection, we even have the opportunity to be together. We're watching on our computers, on our iPads, on our phones, and we get to encourage one another and remind each other the things that matter and help each other to forget the things that don't. What an incredible blessing that we have. God's given you and I so much to be thankful for. And in the midst of all this, because of that, we can rest. We can take a deep breath and we can rest. Psalm 91 says, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, 
my place of safety. He's my God and I trust him. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I want to encourage you in these next couple weeks, especially to add worship to the foreground of your life and push the virus, so to speak, aside but not just add worship. I also want you to add the opportunity, opportunity to serve to the foreground of your life. Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God and live righteously. Listen to me. Living righteously is not about going to, to a church service. Living righteously is about honoring and living like the one that we sing about and the one that we sing to. All across the country today, there are churches that are being closed. Services aren't happening. More and more churches are doing what we're doing right now rather than gathering together. But you don't have to go to church to be the church. You don't have to do that. You, the opportunity now is to, in fact, leave the building and go to where everyone is to bless them, to encourage them. This is such a great opportunity to be Jesus to people. It's exactly everything that we've hoped for. It's what we, we practice when we say we want to help people find and follow Jesus. Well, in fact, we're going to be the Jesus for people. That's what I want to encourage you to do. Schools are being closed in communities everywhere. And for a minimum of two weeks, there are parents right now who are going crazy trying to find childcare so that they don't have to take up their entire vacation for an entire year just to get through this. What if, if you have the opportunity, what if you said, hey, I'll watch your kids for a day or, or I'll watch your kids. And listen, even if they do have the time and they can stay home uh, for these next two weeks, by the end of two weeks, they're going to be losing their ever-loving minds and they're going to need a break and you can help them. You can watch the kids for a day or for a night and say, just go out and relax or just go take a walk. Do those things. What a blessing that we could uh, be to people who need that help. Some are going to have a hard time because their job are really going to be in jeopardy. And, and because of that, their paychecks are going to be in jeopardy. A lot of people, even after this is all over, are going to be hurting. I wonder who's going to take this opportunity to bring a meal or maybe a bag of groceries to somebody that you know needs that help. We can be Jesus to people like that. This virus is going to hit our elderly population rather hard. And I'm not talking about getting sick. Those who are elderly in our communities all over the country are being told to just stay home. Don't go out unless it's absolutely necessary. That means their groceries are going to run low. Who will volunteer to just run to the grocery store or maybe to the drugstore for them? Who will call them or maybe do some FaceTime with them so, just to encourage them so they don't have to be alone? Maybe just go over and have a meal with them if that's safe and it's okay with them. Just to, to encourage them and spend some time with them and love them. 
Jesus served those who were around them. He didn't come to be served, but to serve others. And in serving others, he said, I have given you an example to follow. What a great opportunity to follow and be like Jesus to people who are going to need that encouragement. I want you to add worship and an opportunity to serve to the foreground of your lives. And lastly, I want you to add prayer to the foreground of your life. If there was ever a time to pray as a people, as a nation, as a church, it's now. Because of this virus, today has been declared a national day of prayer. And we're not just going to pray that this virus won't do the things that people uh, are afraid it might do. We're not just going to pray for it to be mitigated and to not be as bad. We're going to do more than that. We're going to pray for scientists to find a cure and for companies to be able to get it to people as fast as possible. We're going to pray that nurses and doctors won't be overwhelmed and be exhausted doing multiple 12-hour shifts. We're going to pray that God will care for them the way that they care for us. We're going to pray that our government leaders will have courage and wisdom to make really good decisions. We're going to pray for business leaders who are trying, trying to balance the safety of the community with the financial welfare of their employees and the ability to provide goods and services for us so we can get through this. We're going to pray for our friends and neighbors who are worried about their health and their jobs. We're going to pray that we as a people don't give in to fear and buy more than we need, but in fact buy what we need and a little bit more so we can give it to someone who needs it. That's what we're going to pray for. And we're going to pray that we'll use this crazy time not to complain and take care of ourselves first, but to care for each other, to help each other, to pray and bless Pray for and bless one another to not lose patience and be grateful for all we have living in this amazing, wonderful country. Philippians chapter four says this, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. This virus is driving us all crazy. People are afraid, they're overwhelmed, they're frustrated, they don't understand everything that's going on or why. If this virus is gonna be the cause of anxiety and fear, of separation and burden, then the people of God are gonna be part of the cure. We're gonna pray for people. We're gonna serve people. And we're going to thank God as we always have for all he's always done for the great opportunity he gave us to be Jesus to people. God, thank you so much for all that we have. Lord, we don't understand what's going on and even the things that we do understand, sometimes there are 
people saying things that contradict it, and, and, and we're just trying to figure out what we need to do. We don't want anybody to be harmed. We don't want anybody to get sick. We want to get back together, but for now, while we're worshiping in our homes and, and having limited interaction, God, just help us to continue to not worry and not be afraid, but in fact, take this opportunity to help people, to love people, to bless people, to make a difference in their lives in your name. God, thank you so much for taking care of us in the past. Lord, as a nation, we've fought disease and attacks and wars, racism and burdens and things that we've gone through. And when we've leaned on you, you've given us wisdom and, and opportunity. You've given us resources and and and. Uh, people that come through with new ideas and different ways uh, of helping people and saving people and rescuing people. And because you've done it before, we know that you're going to do it again. And when you do it, when this is all over again, and we can come back together in this place and we can worship together, oh man, are we going to sing. God, how thankful we're going to be. But until that time comes, God, give us patience to counter our worries. Give us understanding to counter our confusion and help us to remember how good you've always been so that we won't doubt how good you're going to be. God, thank you for being the background of our lives and help us to bring you to the foreground of everyone else's. We love you and we pray this in Jesus' name.